So it's seven metres out. Australia needs to try to win the game. Cobain takes the line out. Australia trying to drive ahead. Regan again. And Larkham. Kefu. Tai Kefu! Did he get it? That's the match winner! Here we are back with another episode of the Running Rugby Podcast. Myself, Toby and Leo back again. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our, our long episode coming out over the weekend about our preview of, of all the squads. We're only a few days out from Super Rugby Pacific actually kicking off. And so we've got some games to talk about, some tips to make. Um, the boys have been starting up. We've got a few lineups announced, mainly the Australian teams and PJN teams have announced. Um, still waiting on a couple, but we'll be sure to still bring our predictions coming forward. So, boys, let's kick it off. Obviously, we miss out on that Moana Pacifica Blues game, um, as we talked about earlier, uh, due to the Moana Pacifica squad um, having one positive case of COVID and a whole lot of close contacts and people being in isolation. That game has been postponed. So we start only the one game on Friday night, and that is the Waratahs versus the Drua. Um, this coming to us out of Sydney, Combank Stadium, um, kicking off at 7.45 local time, 9.45 here in New Zealand under the guise of referee Nick Berry. Um, and looks like Tars are set to be favourites, nine and a half points according to the TAB. Yeah, Tars lineup looks pretty strong. There's some good continuity there from last year, but also some, some new players. Uh, Donaldson is the starting 10. And uh, yeah, what we were just saying before we hit the record, there's a big, big pack there. So Jeff Cridge um, partners Jed Holloway in the centres. Obviously, Jed coming back in, uh, predominantly a number eight, but I think there was some talk that he knows that he's going to be playing in the row a fair bit this year. And I don't know about Jeff Cridge. He's a Kiwi, isn't he? Yeah, I think one game for the Hurricanes. And, you know, like we were talking about before, they've let the the two Kiwi locks they had last year go. And, yeah, he's come in a bit of an unknown, but looks like a big body and, and a guy that's working hard for his position. So, you know, in that trial, he was pretty, I think, impressive in the line-out as well. So that's kind of what we need given Holloway, although he plays lock. He used to play lock in club rugby a lot. He's probably more of a back rower. So I think we're making do with that, and we've done that with Hannigan in the past as well. But to have more of a... Um, you know, secure tight headlock there. That's more of a specialist, I think, was important for the Waratahs to secure that. No sign early on of um, Jeremy Williams, Mac Douglas, who made a bit of name for themselves, the young guns there, but hopefully we'll see a bit of them um, in the season as well. Uh, so as you said, Leah, Ben Donaldson at fly half. Um, the back three, a bit different. So James Turner sort of had the hot hand on and off. Um, and Dylan um, Peets, is on the other wing, and he's a former sevens player that they're giving a chance here. Yeah, so they've cast away. Um, I guess Maddox obviously isn't there anymore. Newsom's now um, at fullback, and we've lost we've lost James Ram. Um, Newsom was holding up that other wing, so really only one of the three last year uh, still there, which would be interesting. They've still got the Fiketti Parisi 
center combination, which is good. We want to see more of that, see how that develops and gives them a lot of firepower. But it will be interesting to see how these guys go on the wings. No sign of Mark Nwanganitawasi either. Um, not sure where he's fallen out to. They've, they've preferred Jamie Roberts on the bench and Tane Edmund too. Peach was really kind of surprised me in the trial, the last trial that I watched. Like he was really, he hits the hits the line hard and a bit of a battering ram there. So I expect him to be really doing a lot of roving off his wing. Yeah. Um, and I think given his sevens background, like he's he's got a big motor on him. Um, and yeah, it was very impressive in what I saw from him in carrying the ball. So I think positive signs there. We've got a few options around the outside backs. So I think obviously James, James Ram was pretty impressive last couple of years. Um, and I think he's been battling maybe some injuries over the off season. So a bit of choice there. And Jamie Roberts, again, like it's hard to leave someone like that out of the 23. I think we've seen that with, you know, he's going to play a bit of a Richard Kahui role, I think, as a, a more senior player and can probably slot in where needed. Um, but, yeah, I think it's good that we're building that Fichetti and um, Parise combination in the centres. So nine points, um, Tar's favourite. I mean, we've got this Fijian team, and as we sort of said before, we don't know a lot about these guys. There's a few guys that from that um, Olympic gold medal Fijian team coming into this side as well, so I'm a bit of excitement there. But it'll be really a little bit of um, finding out more about these guys and who are the full X factor in these teams. Um, we've seen one in their trial game. They can still go the full 100 metres and score tries. Is giving them a nine-point buffer a little bit generous for the Tars here? I think absolutely. I think the the smart money is probably Fijians plus nine. Like the Tars haven't proven anything yet. The, the Fijians are a massive wild card. They can break out. you got to a relatively untested back three, like we just said, the Fijians will create holes. I reckon this is probably not a super high-scoring game, um, probably somewhere in the region of maybe three tries each, maybe not many uh, attempts at, at penalties. It'll actually be interesting to see if the Waratahs' you know, new style and persona uh, is a take-the-penalties-take-the-points type approach or if it is a... Um, play play hard, play set piece and try and take seven points away each time they're down in the opponent's quarter. I, I sort of see this as like a maybe a 21-27 type affair. Um, like I think keeping it fairly close. I think Fiji with the points are, are definitely a, a good tip. I just, I get a sense that it'll, you know, be close maybe early and Team's always a bit cagey starting off the season and maybe there's going to be some drop ball in there, particularly if it's raining as forecast, I think, out there at Parramatta on Friday night. So may not be the, the best spectacle from a handling perspective, but I just got the sense, and I keep going back to this last trial game that I watched against the Reds, that the Waratahs, have, they look a very different outfit and there's a lot of intent in what they're doing defensively and also mm. their structures in attack looked really impressive and they didn't always you know, convert a lot of the opportunities they were they were producing. But to be honest, I just got really good feelings from what I was seeing in that, particularly in the first half. And, um, yeah, I can kind of understand why they're such heavy favourites in this. And if you look at actually the future betting odds, um, I think they were saying like 501 to win the competition last week. And off the back of that tr- last trial form, they've crept into like, you know, 
seventh or eighth favourite. So they were seen as, you know, the worst team in the competition leading into the start of the season. But now just off the back of that trial form, obviously the, the bookies have been watching that. And I think they look a little bit more impressive than people expected. Don't worry, don't worry, Toby. Those those feelings of hope will go away pretty quickly. Um, I don't know, man. I think Darren Coleman, <laughs> the point of difference. I think it's he's got a bit of that checker effect where he's able to spark something in you know these players pretty quickly, and you saw that with the Giltinis. Like he can take a group of players and make something out of it in a short period of time. Um, he's got a track record of that with at least three or four teams he's coached before. So I think we're going to actually see something special maybe in the early parts of this season, whether they can maintain that. And teams are going to probably work them out. But the Drua, I don't know. It's it's really hard to know with this with this Fijian team because you could get anything, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I think I think we all agree probably Tars to win, um, whether it is remains close or whether it does blow out late. Um, obviously, weather being a consideration. But, yeah, I think probably the best value for money is still that tip for the Drua plus nine um, for them to potentially keep it close, even just given weather. Um, we then move on to Saturday afternoon and we hop over um, to New Zealand. We're down at Wakatipu Rugby Park down in Queenstown. Um, and that is the Chiefs versing the Highlanders kicking off at 2.30 Australian time, uh, 4.30 Kiwi time. Um, under the whistle of Paul Williams over there, Obviously, this is a return for Joshua Wani um, playing against his former teammates on the Highlanders. This is his first chance to show up and potentially be the new sort of um, X factor for this Chiefs team. Oh, sorry, I'll to give you the tip as well. And we have Chiefs favourite by four and a half. I think it's really hard to know without the lineups, especially, but, you know, looking at the odds this week, I think. Pretty much all the home gut teams field. are favourites. Yeah, Gutfield Chiefs for me. Even um, though they're not at home, though, like it's Queenstown, it's hardly, if anything, it's oh, more yeah, that's true. Home. Sorry, that's, yeah, that's true. Um, no, still Chiefs, I think. Just we we talked about last week, the teams, the turnover, loss of experienced players, like that's that's what the Highlanders have suffered more than the Chiefs. So, yeah, the Chiefs don't have McKenzie, but they still had a lot of other quality players and also guys who weren't there late last year because of injury that they will be the strongest side, I think, even though it's a, it's it's almost a, a home game for the Highlanders down there, end of New Zealand. Brady yeah, Rattali, I like back with the Chiefs has got to, got to help. I hope that we see him this first game out. Yeah, I think the Chiefs back five are really a point of difference there. And again, I think they'll be, they'll be pumped up and they'll still be kind of, I think, drawn together from Sean Wainui's passing. I think that actually does play into this somewhat. Um, I reckon they're going to be a pretty tight unit and they'll be going to play with a lot of passion in this one. All right, well, we'll keep moving on then. So Crusaders-Hurricanes is our next game and that's over at Forsyth Bar under the roof um, in Dunedin. And that's kicking off at 5 p.m. Australian time, 7 p.m. Kiwi time. Brendan Pickerel taking the whistle there. And we have the uh, Crusaders favourites by nine and a half. So same margin there as the Waratahs drew up. And I think that's justified. The Crusaders have a long-standing record of quality and only losing a handful of games each season. The Hurricanes coming off fifth last year, um, very reliant on Geordie. Is TJ Perinara still 
uh, a force? Is, is he someone that is certainly someone the Crusaders will know well? He's, he's nothing new to them. Uh, so I, th- I think that's justified, and I think the Crusaders will will measure up and, and put them away by at least that many. Remember, we don't have Richie Moanga for the first three weeks of this competition for the Crusaders, so looking like either Fergus Burke or Simon Hickey taking that um, number 10 jersey for the Saders. So you're saying like said. 35 points, not 50? I think history would suggest that that's, that's correct, Leah, that you, know, you can rotate in and out um, some pretty integral parts of this Crusaders team and not skip a beat too much. Um, so I think they'll still be dominant. That squad on paper that we looked at on the weekend was pretty impressive, and I think they've got a lot of points in them. So I think a disjointed and or disorganised Hurricanes team that's a little bit erratic is going to be prone to conceding points, and you know, particularly early on in the season when they probably haven't found their direction yet, they're still lacking that pivot there, and I think the, the Crusaders will take full advantage. There was a late signing. I think there were rumours earlier in the off-season, but Waisaki Naholo has been signed now by the Crusaders. So I don't know whether he'll be there for this first week, but we'll see him at some Why, point in like, the season. I don't how, know where he fit. All these players in here? I, I'm guessing that he's going to be playing like number six or something, or maybe Prof. I don't know. That's the, the one stage where maybe they're a bit light on. Yeah, exactly. They lost what Leicester Fainanuku didn't made to the... Pacifica. Matt Ali. Matt Ali was to the force. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is the Fainganuku. Or maybe it's Pacifica, but I don't, think it's, I don't think it's the same. Well, oh, sorry. No, he has gone to the Pacifica. Okay. Yeah. So I thought I saw that, but I, I just don't. Yeah. They're going to have too many guys to fit in that back line. It's almost like, you know, the peak, peak of the, the Rebels when you couldn't fit in all the stars that they had, like the Crusaders are going to have a similar problem. But in saying that, they'll probably just use that to their advantage and, and manage workload um, and rotate accordingly. So, yeah, good to see him back, though, because Naholo was a pretty special player when he, you know, left the Highlanders. Yeah, so that's another strong endorsement for the um, Crusaders, even if we do take nine points off them. Then we go for our third of the triple header on Saturday, and that is the Reds versus the Rebels up in Brisbane at Suncorp, kicking off at 7.45 local time up there um, under the ref of Angus Gardner. So all the Australian refs have returned from the Northern Hemisphere Six Nation games. Um, Jet lag. Yeah, tough for these guys. Seriously. Around. They already struggle yeah. making decisions and now you're making them tired as well. Yeah. <laughs> Leo, what was your biggest surprise from this Reds team that we have in front of us? Uh, I think most people would see Hunter Paisami on the bench uh, with Josh Fluke starting ahead as a bit of a surprise. But Josh Fluke was uh, pretty good when he came on in stints last year. So uh, maybe it's just an early season sort of rotation and keeping the bench uh, pretty strong. Um, I was also a bit surprised to see that Angus Blythe's back in over Ryan Smith. I've always been a big fan of Angus Blythe, but it did feel like Ryan Smith had earned his spot as a starter in the row uh, to see him back on the bench. Blythe must have uh, picked up his preseason and and tried to maybe maybe he's knocked Ryan around a bit and and won him over there and and probably probably even more so in the forwards to see Fraser McBride on the bench just just feels like the um, that Brad Thorne's leaving some some firepower on the bench 
maybe some late game specialists to to close this one out. I don't think they're going to feel that threatened, but start of season anything can happen, and um, they're definitely strong through through the twenty three. Uh, we've got the the retail specialist Spencer Jeans coming in over Thomas, which is an odd one um, as a reserve halfback. Would have thought uh, they'd be sticking with the combination from last year. Uh, but yeah, it's it's an exciting looking team, and and the the Rebels we've we've had a bit of talk. We know Carter Gordon starting at ten. We've got some good young tens facing off against each other. O'Connor's the only one um, in the Australian side, sides who's not not a uh, ranked junior. So uh, interesting to see the Rebels play a more dynamic, varied game rather than the fairly stunted, um, stale version that we saw when Tamua was guiding them around. So Reds are 10 and a half point favourites here. Um, looking at this Rebels team, Toby, do you give them a chance to keep it close considering it's first game of the season, maybe a little bit um, getting shaking the rust off? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure up at Suncorp. I don't think so. I think the Reds might have been a bit slow out of the blocks in these trials, but I think they'll they'll come good for this first game. Hunter Paisami, I think, had COVID, right? So maybe that's the reason for him being on the bench. but. Um, it's a pretty star-studded lineup from the Reds. And the, the Rebels just look like they haven't really evolved much from last year. And it's a very similar-looking team, um, if not less strong than perhaps the team they were trotting out last year. So, you know, I think there'll probably be some cohesion there because there is, you know, it looks like the combinations have been kind of um, retained almost. But Carter Gornan's probably the, the shining light for me that could do something. Um, and Reese Hodge at 15, I think, will be good to see. But overall, I don't give the Rebels much chance here. I think the Reds will, will dominate. It doesn't help that they're not, they don't have Andrew Kellaway or Rob Leota there, um, two probably of the standout performers um, for the Wallabies in that sort of end-of-year tour as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, look, recruitment's always difficult for Melbourne because they're I think financially there were a few concerns around what they were doing down there and they need to be smart with their money. But, you know, the best thing for them is to get wins, obviously, to get eyes on, on, the, on the game and, and fans actually turning up. But, um, you look, I think it's, it looks like it could be another tough year for them, particularly with this coaching setup. It's probably unproven as well. So Red's much more settled and, and a much deeper roster. So I like what I'm seeing from them, I think, going into this season. All right, let's go to our last game of the weekend, and this is Sunday afternoon. Love some Sunday afternoon footy. That's 2 p.m. Um, coming out of GIO Stadium in Canberra. The Brumbies hosting the force down there. And as sort of we highlighted in our um, season previews, there's a lot of Brumbies or ex-Brumbies on this force team. And speaking of sort of head-to-head matchups with young fly half, so Rizjan Pasitoa um, takes the 10 jersey with Bailey Kunzel at the 12 for the force as they head back to their previous home stadium to um, take on Noel Alessio and the rest of the Brumbies. Um, Jordan Way taking the whistle in this one. We have had issues with him uh, in the past, but Brumbies' strong favourites, biggest margin of the weekend, 11.5 points. Brumbies very settled, right? They've, they've barely changed anyone. They've got, they've got that starting... Um, back line that they've only had to shuffle a couple of things around. Like um, I, you can see why they're heavily favoured. They've got a lot of Wallabies in that group as well. 
Um, interesting to see Tim Anstey playing eight. Interesting to see they've they've left their veteran row uh, out. Again, I'm not sure if there's COVID or other other factors in that, but Fergus Lee Warner pairing Isaac Rodder in the row. Um, it's like there's a fair bit of firepower, fair bit of um, of grunt, and fair bit of uh, you, know, you know anger and fire in in those two. So um, certainly the forward contest will be very interesting. Be two, two good good contests in the packs for scrums and lineouts. I think I think the the backs is where it'll be um, a bit more one sided, unfortunately. But you know, four still in this kind of redeveloping and um churning phase where they're still looking to lock in their their combinations and they're, they're gonna have to test them out that anyone trying to win a job here is testing themselves out against the best so be a very interesting contest i'm excited with the force wings like Matteelli and tony pulu they're like they're two excitement machines if um if uh these sort of playmakers along with sort of kyle goodwin they're can unleash those guys and give them a bit of space. Like they can, they can make some special stuff happen as well. Yeah, but up against Wright and um, Muirhead, Muirhead, like it's cer- certainly no no pushovers. Like those guys are good defenders. They might might actually be better defenders than they are attackers. Mm. So uh, certainly, certainly plenty to shut them down. You got a Wallaby's fullback in Banks um, sitting there as well. Good to see him back. And and if anything happens to him, we have got Jesse Mong to come in as well making his return to the Brumbies there at 23 jersey. Yeah, just a bit. He's lost. He's gone for the shaved head now. The hair's gone. He never had much hair. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm keen to see what he can do after he's spent, you know, quite a bit of time in Europe. Um, And an interesting decision, I think, to come back at this stage of his career, but maybe he's gunning still for a a Wallabies World Cup squad uh, place next year. Um, Mini Poey, Rory Scott, is, um, you know, going to be one to watch, I think, at the number seven spot for the Brumbies. Um, he's a pretty highly touted prospect, so be good to see him actually getting more time under his belt this year. Um, but, yeah, generally I think it's going to come down to combinations and cohesion for the Brumbies. I think they've got that in spades and they have for a couple of years now. And I think the force is still trying to find their style, their identity. And although they have a lot of heart and they have a lot of guys that have, been around the traps for a while. I think generally as a 15, I don't think they're as, you know, as well formed as the Brumbies. So I expect to see some really good moments from them. I just don't think they're going to be able to match it with the Brumbies for 80 minutes. And I think that's probably the difference here. That the Brumbies will be relentless. They'll grind it out if needed. Um, and I think they've got enough firepower there to score a lot of points. And that's something that the force have got to, I guess, contest with this year. They can't just afford to be scoring 20-odd 20, 20 points. They need to be putting points on the board to, to beat the better, um, obviously, New Zealand and Australian teams. So do you think Brumby's cover here with 11.5 points? Yeah, I, I think so. I would back them at home to do that. <laughs> Especially if someone like uh, Valentini's still in that raging form he was late last year. Um Guys like that, just big difference makers. And I, I don't think we've seen anyone quite that dynamic out of the force and he can just break the game open a couple of times. And if the, the backs have learned to loom up and, and support, there'll be there'll be tries for a lot of those guys, 9 to 15. So I, I think they're definitely earning. Well, I think they've definitely got the respect and they, they're 
they've earned that 11, what was it, 11 points, 10 and a half points? 11 and a half. 11 and a half points. So that's, that's significant, but I think it is probably a two-try margin, this one. And there might be a bit of feeling here given the force of poach to few of the Brumbies players. I think there'll be, you know, a bit of a sense that the Brumbies want to assert themselves. And although Pasatar and Kunzel and what is it, um, Isaac Fines is, um, you know, they're going to have some intel about what the Brumbies are doing, but equally the Brumbies staff know these players really well and they know their weaknesses. So I think they'll look to exploit that, particularly with Pasatar and Kunzel starting that 10 and 12 channel could be getting a lot of traffic from people like Valentini. And you'd think they've faced that in, in opposed practices over the last couple of years. Those guys have been on the opposite side to Ira Simone and Lenny Kitao and like it'll be familiar. Um, we'll see who, they, who trains like a training run. These guys have a lot to prove, obviously, being kind of those backup players at the Brumbies and now they have exactly, their opportunity yeah. actually starting. So there's going to be... It's an opportunity sure to prove that game. maybe you, you deserved to be starting when you were back there. And... Yeah, it's just whether that really enhances them or it gets the better of them going back to Canberra and having to deal with that pressure. Yeah. I think the Brumbies will feel a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, and there's a few players there, obviously, like I'm saying for the force, that will they'll be feeling it. And I think it could make or break them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um Definitely the four seem like they've gone with a very dynamic sort of forward pack as well because I think they need it to match what the Brumbies can do um, around the park here. So I don't think it's going to be a grinding forward battle. I think you're going to see a lot of um, ball movement and open play, I think, as well because teams will be trying to test um, and look for points of weakness all over the park here. But that's a great game to end the weekend on, absolutely. All right, boys, a quick one, but a good one, I think. Um, We'll probably just leave it there. And I'm excited to watch some rugby this weekend. Absolutely. Good to be back. Good to have some big games. And um, good to see they've picked up a couple of the law changes too as well, the stuff that we like around uh, returning returning a player after 20 minutes after a red and and playing out some golden point extra time, not just... Sitting that's in a right. draw, that's, that's all no good stuff. No more draws. No more draws. Yeah, we should mention that. No more draws in Super Rugby anymore. Um, and, yeah, red cards equal 20 minutes and then a different player can come back on, which is great to see as well. Um, make sure you reach out if you have any other thoughts on our social medias at Running Rugby Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Running Rugby Pod on Twitter as well. Um, if you do end up putting any of those tips down, let us know. Uh, let us know if you make a little bit of cash over the weekend as well um, and make sure you are liking and subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen um thanks boys we'll see you next week uh, for everyone else keep on running run <laughs>